Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. All right. It is that time of the week. PPP. Premium. Primetime. Podcasting. My name is Michael Rappaport, aka the Gringo Mandingo, aka the White Chocolate Tito, aka the Jake Lamada of podcasting. This is prime time premium podcasting. I think the last time I said it, I said premium prime time podcasting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's three P's. Okay. We're in the middle of the week. It's fucking hump day. Um, I'm speaking to the best of the best. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast fans. And first, let me just talk to you about uh, Moody. G. Moody's last name rhymes with duty. Um, He's not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. You know, there's not really any story to tell. Uh, Moody's been in New York a lot. I have been in Los Angeles a lot. Um, Scheduling has been a little bit of a issue when he's been available to record, when I've been available to record. Um, and uh, there's really no story. He's got his uh, thing he's doing. There's no beef. There's no big sort of thing. Uh, have no fear. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast will always be here. We are a ever-growing, ever-evolving. We're like a, a tree. The fucking, the fucking base is deep, deep, deep in fresh soil. It was put there. In the podcasting soil, uh, four plus years ago, um, and we're not going anywhere. Uh, roots, sprouts, 
fruits, vegetables all grow from this podcasting tree. Um, but there's no need to worry. There's no strife. There's no big incident. Uh, me and Moody have been friends, uh, brothers since 1982. Uh, and that's not changing. Um, and there's really nothing to report uh, in that. Like I said, I've been in Los Angeles a lot and and doing things in a weird uh, schedule. And he's got his business and his daughter and I got my stuff in LA and I'll be back in New York soon. And like I said, there's really, there's nothing to discuss with that or worry about or concern yourself with. The NBA started... This is as close as we're going to get to live podcasting. And Friday, I'm going to tell you something else. We are starting to do video podcasting. We're recording the podcasting. You will be able to see the sick fucks. You'll be able to see the sick fucks. You'll be able to see me. You'll be able to see guests. You'll be able to see Moody when he's with me. We're figuring out all the technicalities of all of it. But Friday, you will be seeing the first ever full-length I Am Rappaport stereo podcast going solo on that ass on YouTube. But we got some, you know, some cool little tricks and gimmicks and bells and whistles that we're going to start putting out there. But Friday will be up on the Michael Rappaport YouTube page, which you can find at YouTube.com slash Michael Rappaport. I'm not going to spell out my name because this is primetime podcasting. Um, I would assume that everybody knows how to spell my name correctly. Um, it's R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Um, and that's going to be dope. And uh, I'm excited about it. But the NBA started last night. Um, and it's going down. It was crazy to see uh, uh, them playing uh, because it feels like the NBA never went away because it's a 365-day-a-year um, good, bad, ugly, exciting season. We see them all summer long on Instagram and the sports shows and their workout videos. And it's crazy because just a few years ago, it, you, the, the NBA finals would happen. It would be discussed for two or three days. And then you wouldn't see or hear from uh, the players for about six weeks, eight weeks. And I have to say last year, Alonzo Ball, and I'm not judging him now. I'm going to judge his new sneakers shortly. But right now, I'm not judging him. Alonzo Ball and the 2017 uh, super hype of Alonzo Ball during the summer was the game-changing thing. Obviously, it wasn't just him, but that whole hype on him and Summer League and the big ball or this and the big ball or that um, it was the linchpin. That's a good term. I need to use that more. The linchpin of all this. Uh, but basketball was underway last night. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder were Russell Westbrook-less, and they lost to uh, Golden State. Schroeder, my guy Schroeder on the Oklahoma City Thunder, the uh, African-German player who used to play on the Atlanta Hawks. I like this dude. I've always liked him. Daniel Schroeder. I mean, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, he's always been good. I've always liked him. He's fast. He pushes the ball. He had a really good uh, debut as an Oklahoma City Thunder guy. Uh, but Dennis, I've been a fan of yours. Uh, don't get used to it because when Russell Westbrook 
gets back, he is going to Russell Westbrook. Russ is going to Russ. And um, as much as I love Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder's heart and all that, and Paul George and his hairline, they're not doing shit. Uh, Russell Westbrook cannot coexist with Dennis Schroeder. And they haven't even played a game together. But I am I am calling that right now. They cannot coexist. They uh, Obviously, Dennis Schroeder is not the player that Russell Westbrook is, but they're both push, push, push point guards. And Russell Westbrook will not be having any of the Dennis Schroeder push, push, push point guard thing. And Dennis Schroeder needs the ball in his hands to uh, be uh, effective and impactful. Uh, but Oklahoma... Uh, you know, they got a fun fun crew, of course, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, my prediction right now, my prediction right now, and this is, this is barring injury, Steph Curry has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's, he's chipper. He's sprightly. He just had a son in the summertime. And I get the feeling that he's like, yo, KD, you're my motherfucking man. Uh, 50 grand always washes up with his motherfucking dick in his hand. Uh, but I'm the dude. I'm going for that MVP in friendly competition. And KD's like going to be like, yo, I'm going for the MVP. But my prediction is that this is going to be another career year from Steph Curry. He's so relaxed. Um, obviously health is an issue. The ankles are an issue. Um, but if he continues going the way he looked in the preseason, and then the first game of the season uh, last night versus Oklahoma. That is my prediction right now in October, which you're really not even supposed to be. You're supposed to usually start discussing basketball right now. The season started. If you listen to the I Am Rampart Stereo podcast three years ago, we didn't even discuss basketball until a week before the season started. And here we are, October 17th. There's 11 fucking games tonight. But Steph Curry is my early prediction for the MVP. Philadelphia and Boston also played in the season opening night. Uh, Philadelphia is taking a step back as far as I'm concerned. It's one game. The Sixers have uh, 81 more games. Uh, But just off what I saw last night... um, I don't know. Ben Simmons is a motherfucker. He's very, very good, but they got rid of a few guys. Uh, Boston has a lot of dudes, uh, and Jason Tatum is a motherfucker. Jalen Brown banged it on uh, uh, Joel Embiid, and the Celtics won pretty easily with Kyrie not really getting busy. Gordon's back, although I think at some point, I don't know if it's going to happen this season, uh, somebody's getting traded. I don't know who the fuck's getting traded, but somebody is getting traded from that team because uh, Kyrie needs the ball in his hand to do his thing. I don't think he's going to sit around and be like, you know, all chipper and all that stuff with uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown getting all the attention. Um, He came uh, to the game with a feather in his ear. I I just have a feeling that this isn't going to all be hunky-dory with the Celtics. I I think Kyrie likes the ball. I think he likes the spotlight. And he said about a week or two ago that he wanted to be a Celtic for long term. Uh, I don't buy it. Somebody, Somebody's going away. Uh, and it might be Kyrie. Um, but I'm going to make my NBA predictions uh, during this uh, premium 
primetime podcast. I have some strong NBA predictions. You just heard my MVP uh, vote will be for Steph Curry based on what I saw last night. Okay. Again, it's uh, 81 more games to go for most of the teams in the league. Um, Lonzo Ball, as I said, he debuted a season two. Season fucking two of the Big Bowler brand sneakers, and they look like shit. They look like a hodgepodge of every other sneaker ever made. Uh, Again, they're overpriced. Um, They're not stylish. They don't look comfortable. And I feel like at this point, he's doing it to spite himself. Um, He could be making so much more money um, with uh, another sneaker brand, and I get it. Everybody wants to be independent and everybody wants to, you know, create businesses and all that shit. But not everybody's Jay-Z. Like, you you can't just, you know, be a business if you're not a business. Jay-Z, you know, he, he held the blueprint on this and he got motherfuckers thinking that everything is sweet. But Jay-Z didn't start doing all that until he was Jay-Z. You know, you, you're not a businessman until you have some sort of business. Man, to quote the great Sean Carter, you're not a businessman until you really have some lucrative business, man. But, uh, you know, totally unbiased. Some sneakers look whack. Um, They got all sorts of different, like, it just looks like there's nothing original about them. They're big ball of brand, which is not like a dope uh, brand of sneakers. Um, Lonzo Ball doesn't have a good personality. Um, He's unproven. And I, I, not even in like, you know, like a, in a hating way, it's just like, I just, why would anybody wear those fucking sneakers? They're not fly. And they, they cost more than Nikes. They cost more than Adidas. They cost more than Under Armour. Why would you wear them bullshit sneakers from an unproven player? I am Rappaport Podcast. What else is going on? I'm sipping on coffee. I ain't a fucked up mood today, man. I woke up on the wrong side of the fucking bed. I uh, I just woke up with a bad attitude. Better than I normally have. Honestly, in general, I have a bad attitude. But for some reason this morning, I just woke up with a, a worse attitude. I'll tell you a funny story. This is a true story. So I was invited to uh, an event. Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, who will be on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, who uh, I, I love his game. I've always liked his game since I, you know, I kind of discovered him. I knew his name a little bit when he was going into the draft, but I wasn't no Kyle Kuzma, uh, a, you know, fanboy. Um, but last year with the Lakers, he showed improved. I just like his disposition. I like how hard he plays. And I am predicting he uh, is a uh, all-star this season. Anyway, um, I met him in the summertime at the Big Three in Miami. He was cool. Talked to him for a little bit, and uh, he had a uh, an event uh, the other night um, in L.A. for the launch of his app. Kyle Kuzma has an app, and he's doing his thing. And uh, I got there early. They said uh, the event's from nine to one. So me and my wife, of course, we get there at eight fifty six because that's what that's what motherfuckers my age do. I get there early. I want to get in. I want to say what's up, and I want to get the fuck to sleep. You know, 11 o'clock, no bullshit. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, 11, 11, 30, 12. Literally, I am going to take my second piss of, of my sleep session. 
Like I'm going to take a piss. Like I go to sleep early, but I wanted to go. I wanted to support, but I can't wait to leave the house at 11 because I won't leave the house. Check my reputation. Check my resume. Like I, I'll blow off whatever the fuck it is. So we got there literally at 856. Uh, we parked up the street and like I would like me and my wife were just chilling in the car, like fucking around on the phone, chit chatting because I was like, we can't be the first people in here. We already look crazy enough. So, uh, of course, we weren't the first p- people in there. We were like the 11th people in there. Uh, we were chilling, nice food, nice setup, small venues. Like a, it wasn't like a club. It was like a small sort of like loungy spot. Don't worry about where it was. It was in West Hollywood. Um, so, finally, you know, people started showing up. All the Lakers, Josh Hart, my man, JaVel McGee, who I met uh, when he was with Golden State. Met him throughout the years. Actually met him when he was with the Denver Nuggets, when he was... Uh, uh, in the playoffs that year, they, they, they did a good run against the, the, the Lakers. And I always remember he was so nice to my son because the day after uh, the Denver Nuggets got bumped out of the playoffs versus the Lakers when JaVel was with the Nuggets, uh, we saw him at the Beverly Center. And, you know, people were like, oh, shit, there's JaVel McGee because JaVel McGee's like seven foot three, seven foot two. That motherfucker is big. He ain't just seven feet. That motherfucker is huge. And my son was really little and he loved Chris Birdman Anderson also. And we had been watching that series. Anyway, um, McGee was cool. My son was little at the time. I mean, he might have been seven or six or seven or eight. Um, I don't fact check. Uh, uh, I'm not stat checking, and I'm certainly not looking up the year uh, that JaVel McGee played with the uh, Nuggets and lost to the Lakers. But you get the point. He was always nice to me, uh, but he was super nice to my, my son, uh, who uh, is a quiet, shy type, but he's a big basketball fan. And JaVel is a quiet, shy type, and he was really sweet to my son. I always remember that. I got a picture of him. The point is, is that, so McGee came, Josh Hart came, Caldwell Pope, they were all up in the motherfucker. And two questions uh, started coming up with my wife. She was like, I feel like all the Lakers are going to come here to support Kuzma. And it was a small place, literally. It was like the the size of a small restaurant, uh, but it was a lounge. And and my wife said to me, what the fuck are you going to do if LeBron's here? And I said, I'm going to say, what up? Like, it's all good. Ain't no problem. And she's like, I'm going to tell him just not to hit you in the face. Like, my wife was siding with LeBron James. And she was like, what if fucking, you know, Lonzo Ball and his father's here? She didn't know the father's name. And I said, I'm going to say, what up? You know, what's good? There's no problems and shit like that. But then she started making me nervous. Like, what if LeBron came into this little lounge? He might not have wanted to fight. I don't expect LeBron James to want to fight me. But he might be like, why the fuck is this motherfucker in here? And then, and then you know, uh, someone might be like, well, you know, Kuzma invited him. And then he might be like, Kuzma, why the fuck you invite this motherfucker in here? And, and I was potentially thinking how I, me, my presence at this uh, uh, event that happened before the actual season started... Could have disbanded the Lakers before the show even started. Uh, uh, I, I know that might be self-righteous and, and narcissistic to think, uh, but I was thinking, like, you know, LeBron might be like, why is this motherfucker here? Blah, 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 blah. Why would you invite him to something if you know him? It didn't happen. This is just all in my head. It happened in a span of about 35 seconds. It's not a big deal. Anyway, Kuzma was there, was talking to him a little bit, and Kuzma is about that fucking life not 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 that thug life that street life that nba ass kicking life he just got like a icy cold uh killer pretty boy disposition about him 
And I'm telling you, he is going to be the dude uh, uh, when when the shit gets tight. Uh, uh, other than the the you know Rondo and all that stuff, he's going to be the dude that LeBron is like. This is my motherfucking dude. I'm telling you. But the the moral to the story is that I got out of there before about there was eight of the twelve Lakers there. There was about eight of the twelve Lakers there. LeBron and Lonzo may have showed up, but they didn't show up before I left. Um, and I don't even know how I got on that story. But I'll tell you one thing: you go out in Los Angeles, and granted, I'm out of the I'm out of the fuck game, okay? But I don't understand why women go to an event like this in dresses. The girls started showing up. I mean, they started showing up, all flavors, white, black, Spanish. Asian, whatever you want. They, they started showing. It's a Laker event, okay? They're going to show up. Um, and they're all in fucking dresses. Like they're ready for prime time. I, I, and I don't get it. And I want to do an experiment. I don't know how I could do this, but I, I want to do an experiment. I want to take like 20 beautiful women, have them show up to a, an event with a bunch of guys in dresses and full makeup. And then I want to get... 20 beautiful women, all, all the same level of beauty, like all like dimes, have 20 beautiful women show up to the same event in casual, nice outfits, like jeans and like, you know, not like dressed like, you know, they're going to like the gym, but like nice outfits and see who gets more attention. Because I don't get why you leave the house like you're going to meet Prince Albert. It's a club in West Hollywood, and if you flicked on the fucking lights, everybody would see how ridiculous it looks to get that overdressed, and it was on a Monday. I never understood this. I don't understand why you have to get, like, full makeup, high heels, which are, they have to be uncomfortable, and a dress. And, and it makes you look aged. Like, these are all, like, 22, 23, 24-year-old girls. And they look like they're 30 because they got on full makeup and, and dresses. Who the fuck wears dresses on a Monday night to go anywhere? Unless you're literally going to meet Prince Albert and Prince Charles. I don't even know if there is a Prince Albert. But you get what the fuck I'm saying. Which brings me to Elizabeth Warren and her whole... Uh, you know, claim that she's Native American and the whole Donald Trump thing. And, and, and I got to be on uh, honest here. I'm, I'm on the side of, of everybody who's against Elizabeth Warren, which means Donald Trump and all that stuff. Elizabeth Warren took a DNA test. She's about as non-Native American uh, as it gets. Um, now the Native Americans are pissed off at Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Donald Trump has been talking shit about Elizabeth Warren. He's been calling her Pocahontas. Uh, and and I, I would bet, uh, and I think that Donald Trump should bet, that he's more Native American than Elizabeth Warren. Uh, after her DNA came, test came back, she's about as white and non-Native American as you could possibly get. It's like 10 generations of the Warrens had a speckle of Native American. I've been listening to all the rhetoric and all this stuff. I don't know why. This chick was supposed to be formidable. Like, people liked her. Now she's literally a fucking joke. She's literally a fucking joke. You, you completely played yourself. You played right into Dick Stain Donald Trump's hands. And you know what? 
You fucking lost. And I can't back you up. You're not fucking Native American. Donald Trump is probably more Native American than you are, Elizabeth Warren. And then this whole uh, horse face thing happened where Donald Trump, a.k.a. Dick Stane, Donald Trump, called uh, Stormy Daniels. Horseface said he was going to go after uh, Avenatti, who's not that articulate also. I saw him speak the other day. I'm like, my man, you, you're you not the dude. Like I said uh, on the last I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, if you run for president, I'm fucking running for president. Okay? You you, you don't really have the gift for gab. I, I don't know what, what makes people think that anybody but a goddamn high-level intelligent shit talker has a chance to beat dick stain donald trump if you if you're not a high level big dick swinging shit talker man or woman black or white leave it alone you're going to get annihilated by dick stain donald trump okay cory booker crying cory booker with your sir sir i'm sorry sir i have to say leave it alone you're not that dude, Cory Booker. I'm giving you the nickname now. Crying Cory Booker. Fuck all that crying shit. Fuck all that earnest. I'm, I'm just here to do the right thing. That ain't going to work with this motherfucker. Save that for 10 years from now, crying Cory. Maybe Kamala Harris, but I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. But Elizabeth Warren, they were saying, well, she might be able to take him on. Forget it. Bernie Sanders with your bagel, cream cheese, and lox lips. No. I don't know who this person is going to be. Beto O'Rourke maybe could do it because he, he likes to talk shit. And he's got that weird hairline. Beto O'Rourke, the, uh, the guy in Texas. I like his hairline. He got that Kennedy hairline. I don't know how the fuck I started talking about this. Oh, horse face gate. So uh, uh, Dick Stain called um, uh, a Stormy Daniels uh, a horse face. And listen, if that's coming from me, if that's coming from Bill Burr, if that's coming from Saturday Night Live, if that's coming from, from anywhere else, uh, it's acceptable. Uh, but we're talking again about a president of uh, the United States. It, it's not acceptable. Um, presidents have to have to be presidential. I don't care if you're... Republican, Democrat, like it, it, there has to be some sort of presidential behavior. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it one more time now. And I'm sorry, I'll, I'll probably say it a bunch of times later on. I don't want the motherfucking president of the United States to be like me. I don't want him to be a shit talker like me. I want him to just be a, at least a smidge better than me. It's okay for me to call uh, Eric Trump, Donald Trump's son, a big horse-faced, bulletproof teeth cocksucker. That motherfucker's got bigger teeth than Baba Booey. Eric Trump is truly a horse-faced fuck. Every spawn of Donald Trump, dictating Donald Trump, his whole crew are on some Mr. Ed shit. Dictating Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, the whole clan got the Mr. Ed look and this motherfucker's talking shit you 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 made you made a whole bunch of ugly fucking kids and you're talking shit about anybody Dick Stain Donald Trump looks like a pumped 
up tomato. You ever been to like, like the fair or like a farmer's market where they got those big pumped up tomatoes? They're pumped up on something. He's juiced up on something. And he's talking shit about people's looks. And, and some people are like, this is funny. Uh, and it's not funny. It's funny if a podcaster is doing it. It's funny if a stand-up comedian is doing it. It's funny for somebody to be doing it on the corner. This is the motherfucking president of the United motherfucking states. Shit's, it's sad. Shit's pathetic. I don't know when it's going to end. Speaking of endings, Ariana Grande and this fucking guy, Pete Davidson, that party's over. That's fucking over. And, and, and uh, listen, uh, historically, these kinds of uh, relationships, oh, we're soulmates, oh, let's get tattoos of each other all over our backs and fronts, and what are you doing? You dumb fuck you. Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande, we're so in love, we're getting married. She shut that down. You're done. You're done. I don't know what happened, but you're done. And historically, these relationships... Well, why don't you just date? Why don't you get to know each other a little bit? Fuck all the announcements. Fuck all the tattoos and these grandiose displays. Get to know a chick. Let her know what it's like when you have diarrhea. You should get to know what it's like, Pete Davidson, when Ariana Grande has diarrhea. Get to know what Ariana Grande is like when she has shit mouth, bad breath. I don't understand it. That's done. Shout out to one of the great pimps. I wouldn't even call him a stick man. I'd call him exactly what he is and exactly uh, what he claimed to be. Pimp. Dennis Hoff, uh, famous for the Bunny Ranch, um, passed away. Uh, They don't know why or how, uh, but apparently he was with Ron Jeremy, Big Dick Ron Jeremy, OG Ron Jeremy, Um, and uh, he passed away. Shout out to him. Of course, uh, the Bunny Ranch was uh, made the news uh, a bunch of times, but it was most famous recently. This is where Lamar Odom, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, had overdosed on uh, dick pills and white women. Um, and fortunately, he's back. I think Lamar's coming on the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast soon. I talked to him the other day. But Dennis Hoff of the Bunny Ranch passed away. Um, and the NFL, yo, we got my man Warren Sapp for the Sappaport Iron Rapport Stereo podcast coming up. Later in the week, we got the Patriots at the Bears, Carolina at Philly, New Orleans at Baltimore, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Those are uh, my predictions for the games of the week. Um, and look, here we go. I'm going to give it to you right now. I'm, I, I am making my predictions right now, okay? These are my NBA predictions right now. Off the cuff. Completely non-fact-checked right fucking now. In the East, one through eight. Taking Boston, they have the best roster in the East. Toronto, they have a deep team, deep bench, and Kawhi Leonard. Philadelphia, a lot of talent, but like I said, uh, they might be looking to get uh, Jimmy Butler. They need Jimmy Butler. 
Indiana Pacers at four. Milwaukee Bucks, I'm going for five. Washington Wizards, I still, my instinct is to call them the Washington Bullets. Uh, they had a very good offseason quietly. They're going to be six. Miami, Miami, they got a whole crew of players who like playing together and like living in Miami. They're going to be seven. The Detroit Pistons, who are Stan Van Gundy list, trust me, Bizarro Stan Van Gundy will be heard from shortly. Blake Drummond and Reggie, Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Those are my eight teams in the East. Boston, Toronto, Philly, Indiana, Milwaukee, Washington, Miami, and Detroit. The West, Golden State, the best team, that's obvious. Houston, they got better. I have the Lakers finishing third. Utah has a great team. Spider Mitchell, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. I have them at four. Oklahoma. Talked about Schroeder. Portland. I think this is gonna be there. This is gonna be the last run of that team. Uh they're sixth. New Orleans. Anthony Davis. Uh show improve year. And number eight. My sleeper team in the West. Number eight, the eighth seed in the West is going to be the Dallas Mavericks with San Antonio getting nipped out of the playoff hunt this year despite the fact that they got DeMar DeRozan. As I said, Steph Curry will be the MVP. The sixth man of the year will be my guy Kyle Kuzma. The rookie of the year from Michigan State is going to be Miles Bridges. If 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 he could really get Charlotte to improve, Aiton is good. But I got Miles Bridges, and Kevin Knox is going to do his thing in New York. Those are my predictions. And, of course, I got the Golden State Warriors uh, facing the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. This is PPP, primetime, premium podcast. My name is the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. The White Chocolate Tito, a.k.a. the Jake Lamada of podcasting. Uh, premium podcasting. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, Miles, Jordan, take us out of here with something real nice. Something real proper. Say I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We'll be back Friday.